1: Here we go, here
2: we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nick Delaney, so what? It's the Melchester Odyssey, it's kind of like a bonus episode, Um, and it's from the Christmas edition of 25th December 1982, Um, and the uh, front cover which we spoke at at length two episodes ago has Suzanne Dando in a mail sack, leaping out. Um, with a half human, half fucking illustrated Roy holding the uh, holding the bag dressed as Santa, just still chills me just to look at it. So we're mm. not dwell on that too much. Well, if um, that
1: chills you. Wait till you see what's coming up, mate.
2: Oh man, because I haven't read this yet. You have, yeah. I'm, I'm going in cold. Okay, so on the center pages of this issue, this Christmas issue, um, it tells us. Roy of the Rovers Christmas Productions present is that a, is that a production company they've set up is, is this like a, <laughs> a tax fucking evasion it's a tax method
1: Yeah, they've, they've introduced new uh, tax, well, let's say tax loopholes that they haven't spotted around film production <laughs> so uh, we've set something up there
2: a production company
1: it I'm paid, that. Melchester only paid me through my film production company now <laughs> Technically speaking, I am a film consultant, not a footballer. But funny how life turns out. But
2: this, uh, and this one is a Christmas one, so this is a, a, a separate company. has to be set up just for this one, <laughs> for uh, end-of-year reasons. Um, and it's Susan Dando and Roy Race in Damsel in Distress. And then it tells us also special guest star Victor Boscovich as the genie. Now Viktor Boscovich of course is the bald squat tubby uh, East European coach from uh the Hardman story, which is also in Roy mm. the Rovers, which we've only briefly mentioned a couple of times. But Victor Viktor Boscovich is always good value whenever you read The Hardman. Um, you know, we've said we might go back and do a series about the the hard man at some point, because Boscovich is oh, that yeah. good. Yeah, he's is fucking
1: mad. I mean he's made cameos before in Roy of the yeah. in the Roy Odyssey in the past. But yeah. you he always leaves you hungry for more because he's a he's a fucking volatile character he's, and he lives out loud.
2: He's a shrieking man baby, isn't he? Yeah. For uh Deanfield United. So he's in this as well, so that's good. And also Susan Dando's in so that's good as well. Um At the beginning it's I mean, this is a photo story, this is not Illustrated. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll have posted this story so you can follow along as we normally do. We post the source material so you can see it's not a photo. It is a photo story, but Roy is, yeah, he's part human. He's got human arms Mm. and and illustrated. I can't can't get my head around this. It's spooky.
1: It's fucking spooky, right? They've decided that in order to have a three dimensional humanoid Suzanne Dando, They have to do it with photographs, but she has to interact with Roy. Mm. They've always resisted the temptation. And the discussions must have happened um, about getting a human actor to play Roy in these kind of photographs. They've realised, no, that's going to, you know, that will just fucking damage the whole illusion. Yeah. And you can't Um, get anyone who's going to look. So instead... That, I mean it's conceptual like they just shouldn't have fucking attempted it but instead they'll fucking what we'll do is we'll have a sort of cardboard Roy but some of his limbs will be those of a, of an actual humanoid and they'll and, and so it'll be half and half and it'll all look yeah. normal but it doesn't look normal it looks like a man who's three quarters cardboard one quarter flesh and bone and he is interacting and as we're about to find out seemingly kidnapping a fully human Olympic athlete and it's fucking disturbing, mm-hmm. even by the standards of children's entertainment in the early 80s, which was almost universally macabre.
2: Yes, of course it was, thankfully. I remember Spitting Image did something quite similar at one point. I can't remember why it was, but they started having the fucking rubber dolls having human bodies as well for some of the sketches. And yeah. that was that was sinister as well. Sinister this is madder. Fuck. Yeah, because... Oh, anyway, let's try and you know, get on with it and not not be too disturbed by it. So it says there, um, it says, on our front cover, you can see our exclusive Christmas photograph of Roy with Suzanne Dando, which we've covered, obviously, in a previous episode. Uh, TV personality, superstar champion and lovely person, it says. Yeah. yeah you're going to need to put that Suzanne's a lovely person at some point in the story. That's contractually obliged yeah, uh, she won't our, agent, unless she's described our agent. Our
1: agent really made that a deal breaker. The, so. There
2: are some rumours going around about her, and uh, we need to try and scotch them, put paint to them. You will need to describe her as a lovely person uh, as, as early on in the story as possible. But there was yeah, drama. we're part of
1: her. She's doing a PR. People are doing an emergency rebuttal campaign, and this is a central part of it. <laughs> It's a pre-emptive rebuttal of something they're expecting to break in the uh, <laughs> news of the screws around uh, about <laughs> Boxing Day.
2: <laughs> it says, but there was drama behind that photograph as our story reveals. And there she is. She's knocking on a studio door, a blue stained I wonder
1: what she's, I wonder what she's doing there. Looks like that's a not, prison door out of the porridge. Door.
2: That's not the door at IPC to that fucking photo studio. It does it? look
1: there. Yeah, Hatfields. Probably it was be. called Hatfields. That was the name of the building. It could be that.
2: I mean, if they're going to see on budget, they're going to do that. Something like yeah. that, aren't they? Yeah. All right, and then there's a bit of black bin liner in the background, Just leaning up against the wall.
1: I mean, she of... shouldn't straight away. I'm thinking, big star like her, she shouldn't be turning up. I mean, to knock on doors like that in bin no. alleys, not no, in she 1982. Should
2: accompanied by someone. Um, So uh, she's knocking on the door. She's got a hand in her pocket. Everything seems normal. She thinks, this is the studio where I'm meeting Roy of the Rovers for the photo session. Um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking. um, I think it's funny that she
1: calls him Roy of the Rovers instead of Roy Race.
2: I mean, was this around the time when Susie Lamploo got kidnapped when she was on an estate oh, agent
1: job? Yeah, but it was... I don't know. Yeah, I think that might have happened a couple of years later. That was in my oh, area, you know. Um, was it? Well, not my area where I live, but the area where I went to school. Mm. Um, She was from... Yeah, not far from where I live now. And her mum, they... I mean, this is really grim, but they formed the... I think it was the Susie Lamploo Trust. And yeah. her mum came and gave talks to the school like about safety when you're out and about on the streets yeah um which was oh it was chilling because like we knew who she was and why she was there and why this was her passion project but i do remember her saying one thing which i i remember to this day she was telling us just little tips about how to be aware of your surroundings when you're on the streets etc and in a way, it scared me more. I was quite relaxed until I heard, like, the, the precautions she said that we should take, like, all that, ca- you know, carrying keys in your fist and all yeah. this. And I'm thinking to myself, fucking hell. Because unlike a lot of them, I had a long fucking commute on the tube home, right? right. And, I, and I lived at the end of an alley. Oh, I did. Hell. I lived at the end of a really fucking long alley that was unlit. So the last stretch of my journey home when I was young was quite scary in the winter when it was Gosh. pitch black. Yeah. Anyway, she um, she said a lot of people's instinct is if you're attacked by a man is to go for the balls. But this is pointless because when a man is uh, full of adrenaline and uh, under pressure, naturally his testicles are sucked back up into his body.
2: Is this true?
1: I fucking, t- i I don't think so, mate. <laughs>
2: Because I'm
1: sitting there, I'm like, I don't know, 13, I'm in the school hall, and I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'm making a few mental notes Mm -hmm. for my uh, walk (laughs) down the alley that night, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm listening. Gotcha. Uh, Don't go for the balls. Why is that? What? (laughs) Fuck off. No fucking way does his balls get sucked back up into his body.
2: Jesus. Well, that's what she told us. You were 13 at the time, so the world of the balls was still new to you then. You know what I mean? Well
1: don't f- don't forget I had one undescended testicle. You did? Yeah. And so I had by then had it fixed, but I didn't have I didn't really have much faith that my testicles were fully functioning.
2: Did you feel as though you were in a permanent state of adrenaline as a result of just having one? D- I think before testicle? the
1: operation, yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm fucking <laughs> right, half e- I'm half excited all the time. This boy is so excitable. One of his testicles has remained undescended. <laughs>
2: Causing havoc
1: inside his body because <laughs> he's so excited all the time. For him, every day is like Christmas Day, <laughs> Mrs. Delaney. Your son is living out loud to a degree that has become dangerous for his reproductive <laughs> organs. We must
2: retrieve the testicle from inside his body oh. and return him to normal. Fucking hell. Um. I mean, I've obviously never had the kind of level of adrenaline that she speaks of there because I don't think... I, my, my testicles have always remained uh, al fresco, let's say.
1: I've never heard it. I'd never heard it before. I've never heard it since. And I don't... She was a lovely woman and she's a woman who'd experienced a lot of pain in her life. And mm-hmm. I, And so I don't wish to undermine her or criticise her. But what I'm saying is that's what, that's what she said and it had an impact on me. And I've spent the rest of my life Trying to research, dwelling on it, <laughs> yeah, dwelling on it, and trying to find out if
2: there's any yeah. truth
1: in it. And I still, the the question remains unanswered. But if anyone knows more, I mean, we have all sorts of different people listening to this podcast. If anyone's a testicular doctor, well, we've a doctor got, we've of got an official doctor, we've got we do of official, have
2: official, um, job people. So we've got an but official doctor. What sort doctor
1: of doctor is she? Is she a our official doctor? I can't remember now, she hasn't Can been in touch for a while. I
2: think she's an abroad doctor. I think she works abroad. I could oh,
1: be wrong.
2: Oh, wow. Mm. But um, I don't know. The, the testing are different.
1: They're very different. And bodies are set up differently, especially yeah. on the continent. On the
2: continent. <laughs> Continental <laughs> bodies.
1: That's good. I on mean, one. in Greece, you're um. born fully pubic. <laughs> 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 Big, gigantic, hairy balls <laughs> as soon as you leave your mother's womb, mate. <laughs> this is like an
2: balls. This Is this true? <laughs> Closer you get to the equator, the hairier your balls are at birth. <laughs> You're born in Greenland, of course. the The, the testicles don't uh, descend until the age of 35. So yeah. it location, it's magnetic, oh. isn't it? Through the equator,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the it's the it's the magnetic forces of the equator. It's got a lot to do with the moon as well.
2: The moon and, and, and periods with women. It's similar yeah. with the equator and uh, testicles mm. with men. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Suzanne Dando has, as well, she hasn't actually gone in. The door suddenly opened, it says, and she was dragged inside. And there's a man there, and he's wearing a black hat. And has he got a black cloak on or something? Um, he looks just like a baddie. Uh, and he's got his arm around Suzanne's <laughs> Oh, neck. no,
1: a baddie. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's got his arm around her, and he's dragging her in. And she's trying to cling onto the door for him, but it's no good. And she shouts, what does she shout? Ah! um, It's
1: really horrible. I can't begin to, I mean, you know, we'll have posted these images so you can see, but it's really hard for us to convey in words how deeply disturbing this, and and I'm not even exaggerating or joking, this is a violent street attack on a popular female celebrity. Yeah. And it is unpleasant. And it you is. would not, because she's it really is. acting like she's fucking terrified. And it, it's the whole thing, it's fucking disturbing.
2: But then then there's some kind of like levity to it, because she, she's tied to a chair with some tinsel in the next mm. frame. It says within minutes she was a prisoner, um, and the buddy with his big hat on, well, it looks like a witch finder, it's a witch finder's hat, that, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of. Uh, so she's yeah, she's tied... or
1: like one of these old um, what you call it, it's like a pilgrim father's hat
2: that's, yeah yeah, that kind of thing so um, in the background there it looks like there's lots of rolls of material so this could have actually been done in a, um, in, a
1: in a haberdashers,
2: a haberdashers <laughs> something like that a factory, I don't know um, so she's tied up with lovely red and green tinsel it looks quite pretty and she says he says, Heh, you're my captive. Now there'll be no Roy of the Rovers cover picture. Well, uh, has he explained
1: what his fucking agenda is?
2: Well not yet, hang on. Okay. No, he Maybe he's from explain. a rival uh, no.
1: publisher like Emap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Here, Margaret. Um so Roy Race arrived and uh, Roy, Roy uh, uh, fully human bodied Illustrated headed Roy appears at the door and he's ringing the doorbell and he thinks this is the studio grotty sort of place And then he goes in and He says funny the door was open. No sign of anyone now, there's uh, in the background you can see the the Christmas tree that appears in the picture later on and the annual so it's all set up. He's at the right place This is the Royal Rovers Christmas cover shoot and on the floor is a kettle Which is a bit weird And Roy, theatrically, dramatically, almost quite camply, trips over the kettle. Look at his hands there. Oh! Oh, whoops. He looks like Duncan Novell more than Roy Race at that point. (laughs) And he trips over the kettle on the floor and he goes, oops, strange place to keep a kettle. (laughs) And he picks it up. (laughs) Fucking hell, this is ludicrous. He picks it up looks at it and he says, this has seen better days. It could do with a polish. <laughs> he's going gonna to polish a kettle that he's just picked up off the floor. I'll
1: give this a quick polish, yeah. Yeah, Soon while I'm here. waiting. Keep me busy. <laughs> while I'm waiting for Suzanne Dando. <laughs>
2: might be able to impress her with a nice shiny kettle.
1: Don't want when her, I her to... Her I mean, she's a big star. We don't want her seeing a grubby fucking kettle lying <laughs> about on the floor. She might walk out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he rubs the kettle... And it says, a Christmas story should have magic, and ours is no exception. Uh, <laughs> then B- Victor Boscovich appears in a kind of cloud form in the uh, in the air. He uh, uh, says, you have released the genie of the magic kettle. Okay <laughs>
1: uh, <I'm> <laughs> now, what am I saying here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what fumes are coming out of this fucking kettle? Eek. <laughs> Eek, Roy says. Boscovich uh, says you normally get three wishes but times are hard thanks to Thatcher and that <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey,
1: don't you say a word against our Maggie she's doing a bloody hard job she's playing
2: uh, a long game
1: suffice, suffice to say there's a lot of lazy buggers in this country and she's giving them a the kick up the ass they need
2: sometimes there's got to be a bit of pain before you get a bit of pleasure
1: Makes you got to break some eggs to make some omelettes. Exactly. Anyway, where are you from, Boxovich? You sound like a fucking commie. No wonder you've got all these dodgy opinions. If it were down to you, everyone would stay at home and share one loaf of bread between a family of 20, would they? <laughs> that is not how communism works, Roy, you yeah, ignorant I bastard.
2: I know how so, it works.
1: I know what's going on over there. Yeah, communism is a good
2: idea till someone's in power and then it all goes to shit, doesn't it?
1: The they will of man. They won't rest until we are all fucking queuing up for a single fish on Sunday morning, while them lot, in their fucking ivory towers, are dining on fucking caviar. Trust me.
2: <laughs> so
1: I, I know my history. I fucking read a lot of history as it happens.
2: I read the Reader's
0: Digest. It's all in there. <laughs>
2: Jalapeño. To get
0: started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss That's plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: <laughs> Jalapeño He says you normally get three wishes but times are hard So I can only give you one wish But I'll also give you some information <laughs> And it's, it's dawned on him what's happening here Roy thinks that genie looks like Viktor Boscovich <laughs> But it couldn't be Fuck Why, not, right? Why wouldn't you be hallucinating Victor Boscovich in a fucking coming out of a kettle at I Christmas? Think I
1: haven't come down to that from what that fucking, what's his name, Blackie's cousin came down from Liverpool last night in their feathers and he didn't have any of the usual nose up so he gave me something called acid and I thought, <laughs> fuck it, in for a penny, in for a pound if it's all that's going. And I, 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 I shoved it up my nose which I wasn't sure was the correct way to take it but I've been. <laughs> I've been seeing and hearing some fucking far-out things since.
2: (laughs) I mean, for one thing, it's made me stand and fucking pick up a kettle and start polishing it, which is not normal Roy behaviour.
1: And now fucking Victor Botsovich has come out of it like a genie (laughs) and granted me a wish. You know what, I'm just going to give in to it and go along with it all. Just
2: fucking go with the flow. Yeah, best Christmas ever, this. Um, (laughs) uh, And says, Be warned, Suzanne Dando has been made a prisoner. Only you can rescue (laughs) her, Roy Race. (laughs)
1: A prisoner. Hang on, hang on. Back up a minute. Say that again. Say that again. Genie, Victor Boksevich, Suzanne Dando. Yeah, has been made a prisoner. Fuck. Fucking hell. This stuff's better than I thought.
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh, I hope she's going to be like. I hope she's been caught by Jabba the Ut. i going to be like <laughs> that. I, I want to see the
1: other week. Return of the Jedi I, I, I ain't out here yet in the UK, but um, I went over to America on Comic so special screening. Sent over. Yeah, got got a few contacts out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Roy says, "Gosh, what do I do?" Susie's in the James Bond film. I wish I was like James Bond. See, I like done, was in a James Bond film. Whoa. Oh, there you go. Didn't know that. Um, and there we are. Immediately. Uh, your wish is granted, you are 007. Now, Roy wasn't thinking there, he just said, I wish I was like James Bond, but he didn't want oh, it to be. I didn't mean it like that. His fucking wish, did he?
1: Because
2: his wish would probably be for um, Sam Barlow to put his hand in his pocket and give him 50 million transfer yeah. kitty. But um, the danger then would be, of course, that he'd buy some players that might you know, outstrip him on the pitch, so he doesn't really want to do that. Um, so there he is. Your wishes, your wishes granted, you are 007! And now Roy is human James Bond in a tuxedo, but still with an animated head. Um, and it says, the new James Bond got to work right away, behind some scenery. So he moves the scenery out of the way, and behind there is the baddie, um, and Suzanne Dando, who just looks a bit perplexed at Roy's appearance. (laughs) She's like, what the fuck, who's this cunt? what's wrong with his head has he got a skin disease what the fuck's going on so they've been hiding behind that bit of scenery um I don't know how that she didn't scream or anything or they didn't hear him but there he is um Roy says so the JD was right and the buddy says ark discovered
1: <laughs> that's what I always say if I get discovered
2: <laughs> I've been discovered discovered <laughs> yeah and Roy Fucking gives him a smack across the face with a right hander. Um, right on the chin. To, Take that, you swine. And the buddy, the swine, goes, Eek! And it says, continued on back page. Yes, there's more. Fuck me, this is thin. <laughs> this is a thin storyline. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'm telling you. You don't need to worry about the storyline as long as. We put and plant a seed in their head, even the tiniest seed, that at the end, they're going to get to see Dando's tits, right? <laughs> but that's going to be the payoff. Now, course, no, listen, I know we can't get her to do that. This is a kiddies' comic. The trick is to make them think we might. That's what keeps them reading.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, under the back page, and James Bond Roy is untying her from her tinsel, a little tinsel prison there. And he said, it's all right, Suzanne, you're safe now. James Bond has rescued you. <laughs> Fucking what? He's just buying into the, uh, the delusion he's gone mad. too much. He has, mm. basically. It's the acid, isn't it? Uh, and then he says, all right, Roy of the Rovers has, because he's just turned back into Roy as if by magic. Um. And then it says, Susie was released. And inside the cloak... Of the body who's now lying unconscious on the floor, because uh, Roy
1: has knocked him unconscious.
2: Knocked he sparked the spark yeah. the fucker out.
1: Yeah, he'll be there out. Is... He'll be out for a while. Let me fucking tell you, he's got <laughs> a racist rocket.
2: <laughs> there's a bunch of issues of Tiger comic emerging from his cloak, and Roy says, "Look at this copies of Tiger. You know what this means? <laughs> Fine, I've got no fucking idea what this means. No, Why would someone be walking <laughs> Please explain. He says, Tiger Magazine made you a prisoner. They wanted you to appear on their Christmas cover. That's not the way to do it, is it? You know, if Tiger Magazine wanted to see Zandando, then they'd just pay the, the going rate, or maybe pay a bit more to mm. get her away from the Royal Rovers cover. I
1: don't, in those days, it wasn't always money that talked to me. A lot of it would be about publicity, yeah? Yeah. So it's like, how so can you convince, is- convince that celeb... That it's the best option i mean tiger might have been on phone going yeah i mean uh, our circulation might be slightly below uh Roy the rovers uh, as far as i know based on the last figures which are never that reliable anyway but you've got to think of the tiger brand suzanne the tiger brand is a great fit for you it will reflect well on you it will elevate you in the minds of the british public to a more sophisticated um <laughs> mature celebrity that's the way that they should have played it. Not just yeah. send someone out in a hat to fucking kidnap her
2: in, in a hat and a cloak full of Tiger comics. What's he got all the yeah. Tiger comics in his cloak for? Giveaway What's that as well. I'm
1: going to smother now, her in them.
2: Now I've got you. I've got your prisoner, but I'm also going to show you some of our best issues from this year. Hopefully, <laughs> you'll be a bit more uh, conducive to appearing on our front cover. Fucking hell! But um, I thought Tiger and Roy of the Rovers were kind of like uh, partner comics.
1: I think I that Ride the rivalry. Rovers was originally a script, uh, strip in Tiger. It was in ti-
2: yeah it was. It and then was it Tiger. went
1: independent in the 70s and launched its own title. But I think that is that is sort of like, they're, they're portraying it as a friendly rivalry aren't mm. they? I mean if they'd well, done it against them, Sam, a real rival it would have been yeah. a major fucking shot across the bows, wouldn't it? It's not
2: It's not a friendly rivalry when a, a man has kidnapped a woman in a, a, no, a haberdashery it's factory. it mad. Anyway, so um, and then Roy says, "But their plan didn't work. You'll be on the front cover of this publication." And Suzanne Dando standing next to him, and she's giving him a big peck on the cheek, and she's got a hand um, across his left tit, um, and she says, "My hero." And Roy looks a bit, a bit, uh, he's blushing a little bit, isn't he? Well, just, just to be clear, just to bashful. remind
1: listeners, at this stage, Roy is still half human, but with a cardboard cut-out face. Yeah. Suzanne remains totally human and is kissing his cardboard cut-out face, yeah. but her hand is on his human tit. It's very peculiar.
2: It is, it is the stuff of nightmares, to be quite honest. Mm. But there it is. Um, and all's well at ends well, I guess, and she is indeed on the front cover. And again, like the story of Roy of the Rovers itself where Peddy was complaining about the front cover of this publication this story where she's about to be photographed for the front page appears in the publication itself which oh, is, is another yeah. hey, fuck I can't it get is me.
1: yeah it's like that film um, what's it called uh, Inception Inception yeah. so layers upon layers windmills yeah. within windmills
2: We've got a couple of other things to look at in this yeah. special Christmas issue. There's an um, Eagle comic, which um, was quite big around this time. I think it had been relaunched. Eagle comic it had Dan Dare in it, and the Micon. Oh yeah,
1: he was a good lad, wasn't he?
2: And there's um, a, 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 three three new photo stories in Eagle's new look for the new year, and one of them is called Joe Soap and it's a man who seems to be wearing a Union Jack hat. I don't know what his purpose is. The second one's called Mannix with an X on the end and all we can see is a man who looks a bit like Alec Guinness. I think he looks a bit
1: like Frank Carson.
2: Yeah, there's a bit of that as well. It's the glasses, isn't it? Mm. And he appears to be using tweezers to pluck something out of the eyeball of someone who's lying on the the desk. A bald man Mm. who's lying on the desk. So I just thought that was curious. I don't know what that would be. Um. It's just, it's fucking
1: weird. I mean, it doesn't make you think, oh, God, if you're a kid in 1983, mm. you're not even fucking, them. I can't get hold of that. That looks wicked. There's one thing about some guy who looks like a sort of a, you know, maybe a, a sort of right wing hooligan on the piss abroad yeah. football tournament in a Union Jack hat. And there's another old spooky guy in Specs who who seems to torture people's eyes with tweezers. I mean, this has got me all over it. You know, I I felt I was growing out of the Beano. This is obviously the next step. Torture and hooliganism. There's a bit Do- of war, and then there's Peter Davidson as Doctor Who, who I always quite liked as Doctor Who. But I suppose he was the Doctor when I was of of, of that Doctor Who yeah, watching I age.
2: You always have a Doctor, don't you? Whenever, whenever. That's age of you your childhood, yeah. He was he was my Doctor as well. I think you know, you know but, it's yeah.
1: cool to say that Tom Baker was the best one, mm. but um, I'm, I'm Peter, Peter Davidson. I mean, it's just whoever. I mean, yeah. Look, doctor Who is fucking stupid, isn't it? then I mean, no one knows what the fuck's going on it's a mess but when yeah. you're a kid it's alright and you're just going to like the one that you grew up with yeah. a nice guy I liked to him in All Creatures great and Peter small Peter
2: Davison can do no wrong for me but you know yeah, people leave this if Stephen Graham's in it it's going to be great mm. do you know what I mean but Peter Davison was the Stephen Graham of his time I think
1: he was yeah yeah very peculiar practice um, yeah. Doctor Who oh, and man, All Creatures yeah, great and practice. small
2: fucking hell that was great Mm. I've got the DVD box out of that. Cool, chef. Sure. I like to buy the DVDs to keep. Yes,
1: them. <laughs> and I'll be the one laughing when there's a global digital meltdown, <laughs> and all of you have got nothing to watch or listen to, and you'll all be really bored, and um, you'll all be saying, "Can I come to your house, Andy?" And I'll be saying, "No,
2: no, you can't. You can. I can maybe watch through the window, but you won't be able to hear it." <laughs>
1: I should be watching very peculiar practice on my own with
2: my dog. <laughs> there's also there's a little advert for the uh, the, other, the other comics on the IPC range and it says follow the stars this Christmas three super festive issues and it's got um a special Christmas production of Damsel in Distress for Roy the Rovers. Can you spot the famous TV personality who stars in her great photo story? And obviously this advert goes into Roy the Rovers' Tiger and Eagle because it features all three in the same ad. And it's Suzanne Dando next to Roy, but she's wearing a big Santa's beard. So, uh,
1: yeah,
2: I can't work who it is. Oh, it's Suzanne Dando in a big beard. Tiger magazine, comic, it says, our summer star writer, Ian Botham, makes an exclusive appearance in a Cricketer's Christmas so Ian Botham is there, Suzanne Dando, over at Tiger. And mm. in Eagle magazine, Eagle comic, if you like, um, the uh, guest stars alongside Dan Dare and the Mekon are the cast of Game for a Laugh. Oh. I don't know Fucking why. Hell,
1: that takes me back, Game for I a Laugh i said i remember that being a new show it's so weird these things yeah. because on the one hand i think 83 god what a long time ago i can barely remember that i was so young but on the other hand i think yeah peter davidson i remember when he took over as doctor who and gave him a laugh i i remember when it launched Ooh. and it seemed so fucking anarchic it was mad wasn't it yeah it seemed really anarchic because everything until the, like now if you look to it would seem very tame and mainstream mm. i suppose but at the time, it was like, fucking hell, there's this is really mad show where they just do mental things. Even you know, at the beginning where they really... just ran
2: down the stairs onto the set through yeah, the audience. Yeah, it was really different was to mad. like,
1: I don't know, Dusty Bin or fucking whatever else you'd been watching, Paul Daniels. They, they were fucking mad, weren't they? Matthew yeah. Kelly, Beadle, he was sort of the leader, I think.
2: Yeah, ring And
1: then, then there was, uh, what's his name, the other Kelly.
2: Henry Kelly.
1: Henry Kelly. Yeah,
2: and Sarah Kennedy.
1: And Sarah Kennedy, who was sort of strangely attractive, oh. Uh yeah, what a fucking gang of renegades they were! Mm.
2: And then Matthew Kelly—I don't know if you remember this—Matthew Kelly broke his leg halfway through the first series, so then he was on crutches <laughs> every week for like half the series, which made it hard for him to run down the steps at the beginning. He couldn't do that anymore. But um I don't know what—he what was the funniest is,
1: but... one, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: Beadle, yeah, yeah.
1: Beadle was the ringleader. He was the funny one. Um, yeah. Sarah Kennedy was a sexy one mm-hmm. and Kelly was sort of like Henry Kelly, I don't know, he was like the sort of... The grown-up? He was a bit like the schoolmaster, wasn't <laughs> yeah. he?
2: Yeah. Um, Roy's message is always good and this week's no exception. He he begins by saying, Hi pals, this time last year I was lying in a coma. I'd been <laughs> shot and my life was in danger. <laughs> i
1: have been shot in the air. Everyone thought I was going to (laughs) die, but I didn't, because I'm fucking double-hard. And
2: and here I am, and he says, I knew nothing about it, of course. Blackie Gray wrote the message and thought he might be doing it permanently. That's Uh, right, pals, he thought I was going to die.
1: Dream on, Blackie. (laughs) (laughs) He says, what
2: a difference a year makes. It's great to be alive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you're me.
2: Oh, and then he says, What about the Christmas issue number seven? Isn't it great? I love the damsel in distress story. It might have made Penny a bit jealous, but it certainly is a change to have some real glamour in my magazine. Oh fucking Penny reads that hell. he's fucking what about dead. Penny? Jesus Christ. Fuck me. There we are, so that's a Christmas message. Um Yeah, that's about it I reckon for the uh the Christmas issue. 1982 It's beautiful
1: isn't it Beautiful festive exciting It's made me feel Christmassy We're recording recording this in early September September, Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you mate But I'm feeling bang up for autumn
2: I'm not an autumn fan I prefer spring and summer Um, I think autumn's overrated
1: Oh I didn't think it was overrated I thought most people said that spring was Summer was their favourite Then spring, then autumn, then winter
2: But then autumn's just the third best then What are you you looking forward to that for?
1: because that's what most people say whereas I put it second right after spring really mm.
2: well if there's anything that's ever going to cause a schism in this podcast and lead to its conclusion I think it's that
1: well why don't we let the readers get in touch tell us what your favourite seasons are readers. in order and why
2: <coughs> fuck the readers Um readers
1: <laughs> listeners whatever they <laughs> fucking are so that's. They, that. I like to feel, think that they use all of their senses. Yeah. The the sensory imbibers.
2: Yeah. Well, they've got to be able to read that there's a new episode for yeah. them to listen to. So yeah, I guess you're right. Um. Yeah. Let's just leave it there, shall we?
1: All right. Then. See you, yeah. everyone. Ta-ra.